0: LifeWay Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. Hey, this is J.D. Greer. Before we jump into our Ask Me Anything podcast for today, I want to tell you about Ministry Grid, which is something really exciting, something I think is a valuable resource. Any of you that are leaders know that training your volunteers and leaders is is crucial, but sometimes you probably feel like, where do I start and and what are the subjects I should cover how do I best serve them? Well, that's one of the reasons that Lifeway Leadership developed this thing called Ministry Grid. Ministry Grid has a library of more than 3,000 training videos growing all the time. You have access to some of the best training from around the country and you're gonna be able to train anybody in your church in any leadership capacity. This is training that you can trust because it's from LifeWay. Every Ministry Grid video is gonna feature an experienced ministry leader who's been where you are now and and show you some of the pitfalls and the dangers that are ahead. I know that I even have a few of them on there that cover the essentials for new believers and how we deal with that here at at the Summit Church. You can customize any of the training. You can add some of your own videos, PDFs, YouTube, kind of stuff that you can say, hey, here at at our church, this is the way that we do this, and, and you can really make it personal. Now Ministry Grid has one plan and one price that gives you unlimited access to train your entire church. Just go to ministrygrid.com to learn more. Once again, that is ministrygrid.com. And now I hope you enjoy Ask Me Anything.
1: Ask Me Anything, Honest Questions, Quick Answers. I'm Todd Unziker, your host, and this is Ask Me Anything with Pastor J.D. Greer. J.D., this week, the question's a short one. Do miracles still happen?
0: Great question. You know, let's just go ahead and say that we're going to assume miracles means the kind of things we see in the Bible, sometimes at the hands of the apostles, yep. the hands of the prophets through Jesus. There are four general kind of uh, categories that people think of this in. One is called a continuationist, which basically says that that miracles have been the normal. And just like we see in the life of Jesus, this is what we should expect. It just continued on unbroken. Then the opposite of that is a position called the cessationist position. And that is that when um, the Bible was completed, when the apostles died off, that is when miracles ceased. And so we should not expect them anymore. There's uh, another position, a little harder to define, but it's, I sometimes call it, it's called third wave. And mm-hmm. it, the idea is that. These miracles come out in kind of waves, like you had a um, when Jesus was here, there was a wave of miracles. The apostles, there was a wave of them, and you can go through periods of dormancy. But then, when God wants to bring uh, a new movement in the world, yeah. He'll send another wave of miracles. And many people believe, well, that's this time, and starting with Azusa Street and. Yep. The, early 1900s and on through today as God completes the the spread of the Great Commission. Then there's a fourth one, and I've heard this one referred to, and this is, would kind of be where I'm at, is, is more of the—it's called open but cautious. It means you, you, you don't believe that that miracles cease. There's just nothing in the Bible that would say that that— God has stopped doing these things and and that we ought to to, to look with expectancy and and ask God to do sometimes impossible things. But you recognize that it may not be exactly the way that there were some special things that were happening when Jesus was here. And there were certainly special things when God was establishing the church and um authenticating the Bible Hebrew seems to indicate that God sent a special amount of signs that would that would authenticate what the apostles were doing so, so you recognize that so you're open to it but you're you're cautious and and you may not believe everything that that people say is like okay that you know that happened with this was a miracle I, I'll just say that I don't ever want to be cynical but there's a lot of miracle stories that I just hear them and I'm like I don't, I'm not sure I really believe that mm. um and yeah I I kind of in, enter into it with a yeah. I don't. Ha- Thankfully, God didn't put me in a place where I had to authenticate everybody's miracle. I believe God does them, but it's not up to me to say whether sure. anyone happened or not. I have seen a few in my lifetime. I've certainly seen God give some miraculous dreams. I've seen um, people know things they shouldn't have been able to know, and I've seen God heal people. And so I- I'm definitely not a cessationist, but I- I'm cautious, and I- I'm going to focus mainly on preaching the gospel mm-hmm. and mainly on proclaiming that and trusting Him to provide. And when He does it through miraculous ways, then... I'm going to give him glory, and when he doesn't, I'm going to keep pressing on, and not suppose that it's not because he's not active in the world.
1: Yep. Now, there's a lot of heresies though that go along with this subject, right? Yeah.
0: You know, a lot of people, I think, in their zeal to show that God can work miracles, they, you know, one of them is you, you'll hear people say that um, miracles are are something like the miracles of healing are something that is included with our salvation. Like I've heard Isaiah 53, for example where it says that by his stripes we were healed that just like i can go to to god and say god because jesus died for me i claim mm-hmm. forgiveness you know i don't have to like wonder if god's going to give you forgiveness i don't have to say if it's your will mm-hmm. he's offered it and i can claim it because of what christ finished on the cross but I, I i'm not i don't do the same thing with healing it is true that that jesus's sacrificial death will one day Ultimately heal me. One day when when we are resurrected, I'll, I'll find ultimate healing. But that doesn't mean that I can claim it right now in in, in the temporal um, the way that I could forgiveness. Uh, Christians live in this thing that we call already not yet, which means we've already received the benefits of the kingdom, but there are some things that we have not yet received the fulfillment of. And uh, while we have the the first fruits of uh, that healing, we haven't experienced the fulfillment of it. I, I think it's important here, you know, Todd, to really think about that. There's a word that a, a guy used, his name's Sam Storms. He wrote a great book that I use here with our pastoral team here at the Summit Church. Uh, it's called practicing the power, and he talked about having a spirit of expectancy. Mm. Th- that's different than 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 saying I know what God has to do because if I have faith, then God will always give a miracle. It, there's a difference in that, and then realizing you're coming to a Savior who is very real and is as compassionate and responsive to people today as he was back in the days of the Gospels. And when you see people get around Jesus, they the ones that Jesus responded to are the ones that they understood his heart. They knew his compassion. Mm. And I want to pray with that kind of expectancy. It, it means that if God doesn't heal the cancer or God doesn't do something miraculous, I don't doubt Him. Um, I don't say, "Well, you're not really there." But but I still approach Him with a sense of how tender and how compassionate He is. I remember hearing the story of Spurgeon one time. And Spurgeon is not a you know <laughs> Pentecostal healer who's right. waving his hanky around and you know making people fall down. But but Spurgeon, when he would pray uh, for people, he would just say, "Lord, this is your daughter, and and I know you're brokenhearted over the the way that sickness is affecting her body and." Lord, I want to see you heal her because I believe that you care for her. that. That's that spirit of expectancy, and I think we could use a lot more um, of those things. Hey, maybe this will help. You know, theologically, I think it's important to know that that miracles, even in the Bible, were called signs. A sign, I mean, hmm. think about it. What's a sign? A sign is something that points to something else, right? right? Like, so if you're going to have a car wash, you put up a sign that says car wash today, right. and when the car wash is over, you put the sign up. Well, a miracle is a sign. What's it a sign of? It's a sign of what Jesus was accomplishing in the cross and resurrection. Jesus's miracles were not just magic tricks. He didn't, you know, pull he didn't pull, you know, money out of a ha- a rabbit out of a hat. He didn't, you know, say, "Hey y'all, I'm the son of God, watch this" and turn Peter into a leprechaun and make him go flying around the sea of Galilee. Those would have been cool tricks. Um, but his miracles were signs of the kingdom that he was bringing. So he healed blindness to show that that he was bringing a kingdom where people would see light spiritually. He's he was raising people from the dead because that's what salvation would do. He was healing sickness to point to to the fact that he was restoring things. He even multiplied you know bread and fish as a sign. He said of of how he could satisfy the the world's cravings and their their spiritual hunger. And so you know I've heard it said I think it was Tim Keller or C.S. Lewis or I don't know. Sometimes I get them confused. Somebody but, you quote often. Somebody that I quote often enough that I can't remember right where it comes from. But that miracles we often think of them as a suspension of the natural order really they're a return to the natural order. The miracles were not just a naked display of God's power they revealed the redemptive purpose of Jesus's power that, and that's what a miracle is it's a sign It's not supposed to be the end-all it's, it's it's not the ultimate event the ultimate event is the resurrection And when you know you you have you have embraced the resurrection, you've embraced the, the, the most important miracle whether or not God gives me a sign of that ultimate resurrection in my, getting over the flu or my being healed from cancer is not as important because when the sign is gone the reality remains. Mm-hmm. So ultimately we want to, to to let the miracles in the Bible or even ones we see now we want to let them see the, them serve their ultimate purpose which is to point us to to the salvation to the finished work of, of Christ. And so that's probably the best thing I can say is pray with expectancy, believe that they're possible. But ultimately, look at the at the real miracle, which is the death and resurrection of Jesus, which is one day not only going to save your soul, it's going to heal your body and, and restore the whole world. And that's open. That's why you say, hey, I hold this
1: open but cautious. Right. Because you want to see that openness that, that miracles are pointing to Christ and his fulfillment. They're pointing
0: to Christ, and I'm open to Him, but I don't, you know, there's a lot of things that get… In every religion, not just Christianity. I mean, when I was a missionary to Muslims, they had their own miracle stories. Right. And no matter where I am, people. So just because they're being told that I mean they're, they're true. We don't have to play that referee. But I can be open to them, but, but I can be cautious about, yeah, I want to make sure that we do it in the way the Bible. And the way the Bible does it is it always points to the finished work of Christ. Miracles are signs that point back to Jesus and not to the healer and not to just, you know, hey, what can God do for you this afternoon? It points you ultimately to the gospel
1: that's pastor jd on ask me anything do miracles still happen ask me anything part of the lifeway leadership podcast network and uh, we want you to not only listen to this podcast but also making disciples with robbie gallaty and chris swain i don't know if you've listened to these guys lately but as part of the lifeway leadership podcast family they have recently covered topics like can you have fun in ministry how gaming connects with discipleship, I got to hear that. Yeah, and discipleship lessons from Israel. So just look up making disciples on your favorite podcast. We went app. from gaming to Israel. Uh, all that's all in one
0: discipleship promotion. across the gamut,
1: the gaming and Israel. That's fantastic. well, that's Robbie Gallaty and Chris Swain for you on making disciples. Just go to your favorite podcasting app and subscribe today. I'm your host Todd Unzicker. This is Ask Me Anything with JD Greer. We'll see you next time.